Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. We hope you had a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving. And to ensure you continue to have a happy holiday season, the Michigan Medicine expert is here to discuss how you can protect your mental health over the next few weeks. Before we get into that, be sure to go back and get caught up in any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. Episodes are also shown on YouTube and are included as part of the headlines week in review. With that, let's bring in Kelsey Stratton, Program Manager for Resiliency and Wellbeing Services at Michigan Medicine. Kelsey, thank you so much for being here. Having me. Now, we're all coming off a Thanksgiving celebration unlike any other. Why is it that so many people find such changes to traditions such a challenge? Yeah, well, traditions are important and meaningful. They're how families and communities share knowledge and wisdom and customs and create social bonds from one generation to the next. And holiday traditions in particular are a sense of hopefulness and celebration. So we look forward to these traditions um, and they mark important times for connection and joy in our lives. Yeah. So when traditions are changed or postponed like they are this year, there can often be that sense of loss, whether it's the loss of connection or favorite holiday practices or, or favorite foods even. And I think in addition, this has been a year of a lot of change fatigue for a lot of people, right? As we have just had one change after the other and, and traditions typically can provide a sense of stability or predictability, but this year again, they've been changed. So I think it's heightened that sense of loss that many people are experiencing right now. Yeah, and I think that segues perfectly into my next question, because obviously Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, lots of other winter holidays are coming up over the next few weeks. We know it will look different, but from a mental health perspective, how should people expect the way that they experience the holidays to change? Yeah, yes, the holiday season will definitely look and feel different. Um, you know, some people have experienced immense losses this year, um, so there'll be a sense of grief. Um, for others, there might be anger or sadness or anxiety. Um, and there also might be some hope as people are looking forward to 2021. And so all of those feelings are important um, and are, are to be expected really um, during difficult times. And because this has been a, an incredibly difficult year, it's also normal that the holidays may feel difficult or at least different. And so what I would say, you know, first and foremost, be gentle with yourself and with others. Um, that this is a time for flexibility, um, for um, you know, being present, appreciating things as they come. You know, during winter holidays, sometimes there can be those expectations about what we want or what should or shouldn't happen. And that can lead to feelings of anxiety or disappointment or frustration. And so, you know, just practice letting go of some of those expectations, practice self-compassion, and to refocus on savoring and appreciating things as, as they are. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the, the words that I, I feel like comes up time and again, ever since March really is isolation. People are feeling isolated, right? Either they're at home strictly with their family, those who live on their own aren't really seeing anyone in the outside world sometimes. What are some ways to cope with feelings of increased isolation? Yeah. So I guess again about being creative and flexible that there are ways to build community and a sense of closeness. We can use technology. Um, it may not always feel quite the same um, as we're used to being in person, um, but making that social connection part of a routine is really important. 
It's part of keeping relationships healthy and also about keeping ourselves healthy. Um, you know, one thing is that loneliness creates stress. Uh, and so coping with loneliness um, can be done in, in many of the same ways that we might cope with stress in our lives. So for example, acknowledging feelings, being able to share, talk about how you're feeling with others. Um, you know, practicing again, self-compassion, being gentle with ourselves, providing care and comfort in a moment of pain or suffering. Um, you know, staying busy, um, having things that help us build a sense of accomplishment um, or enjoyment are really important. And and also if, if you find that you're really struggling, you know, reaching out for extra support. Uh, counseling can be really helpful for loneliness by helping people explore their thoughts and feelings and maybe practicing new behaviors to enhance connection. And so accessing emotional support during times of stress or isolation can be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I know that I've, I've coped since March is by getting outside, right? And going for walks and just looking at nature, right? And, and going to a park and things like that. Obviously, with the weather changing and, and getting colder, it's going to be harder and harder to do that. What would you suggest people do indoors that they can really protect their mental health? Mm -hmm, yeah. Well, I think about the winter in the natural world as being a time for rest and reflection and as spending those times for rest and maybe reprioritizing our needs, how we care for ourselves and spend that extra attention. And so to make it a priority to check in with yourself, to find out what you might need, what's missing, how do you get a little bit more of that in your life, whether that's connection or activity or just care for yourself. Um, and it's hard to do because we're all very busy, of course, and a lot of demands on our time and energy. And so sometimes that rest is just a pause in the busyness of life. Um, it might be things like relaxation or mindfulness practices that can lessen the intensity of strong emotions that come up or painful emotions. Um, you know, sticking to the basics, our sleep, exercise, diet routines, and those routines are really important for creating a sense of predictability as well, especially during uncertain times. Um, and you mentioned, you know, getting outside in nature, um, you know, despite the cold, winter is also very beautiful at times. And so what are opportunities to get outside or to appreciate the changing seasons for what they are? Um, and there's been a lot of interesting research on the positive effects of nature on our well-being. Yeah. And what are some of the resources available through Michigan Medicine that staff members can take advantage? And, and if so, you know, how can they take advantage of those resources? Yeah, so, so many resources. And what I'll also say is that this is a difficult time. And so each and every one of us would benefit from having more support in our lives. So help is available. We want people to reach out, um, whether it's for yourself or, or for someone else. And so my office, the Office of Counseling and Workplace Resilience, so we are available to support the mental and emotional health needs of all Michigan Medicine faculty and staff. And so we provide uh, no cost and confidential counseling services, consultation, and um, stress and crisis support as well. Um, so you can call our office um, or email us and we can share that information, but our email address is counseling at med.umich.edu. Um, I'll also note that our office is offering a two-part session called Coping in Times of Stress and Change. And so that's starting the week of December 7th. Registration is free and we have several different times and days available for that. And again, we'll share the registration information um, with the headlines. Hmm. Um, and then in terms of other resources, I'll point out our Michigan Medicine Wellness Office. So their website is a comprehensive resource for emotional health and well-being topics. 
Um, we also have our Department of Psychiatry and the Michigan Medicine Depression Center. And they both have online toolkits that provide really easily accessible information and resources put together by our own Michigan uh, faculty experts. And I know that that all of those resources go to great lengths to protect the privacy of our employees, yeah. right? If, if you reach out, I know it's an organizational resource, but that doesn't mean your supervisor is going to find out, your coworkers will find out, everything's confidential, correct? That's right, completely confidential. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for giving us such important information that I know will help many of our team members get through the holiday season. If you want to learn more about wellness and mental health initiatives at Michigan Medicine, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. While you're there, you can find a number of other featured stories from this past week. For instance, on Monday, employees learned how they can set an example in the community by practicing behaviors that will help limit the spread of COVID-19. And later this week, you'll be given an example of innovation carried out by the organization's pediatric anesthesia team. Find those stories and much more at mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last episode, we asked listeners, this year's service awards recognized how many longtime staff members? The answer is 422. Congratulations to Jen Williams who sent in the correct answer. Jen, a member of the Department of Communication will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question. Last Saturday, which U of M group debuted a special performance dedicated to frontline heroes? Once again, last Saturday, which U of M group debuted a special performance dedicated to frontline heroes? You can find the answer in Monday's headlines newsletter. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week. <laughs>